some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV episode 62, uh, Avengers Assemble. It's all three of us. We can get Social Security now. <laughs> it's more like the Three Stooges than the Avengers. <laughs> there you go. Well, we have uh, two co-hosts this episode, Scott Johansson and Brian Clark. Thank you both for joining me this time. Yes. Scott, are you, uh, is this Let's a- Let's get uh... something straight right now. <laughs> right. Okay. You don't have two co-hosts. You have one co-host and a guest. We have tri-hosts. Okay. I think it's tri tri-hosts. Oh, God. Well, do that? Is that we welcome thing? our guest Scott back. <laughs> hey, that's fine. <laughs> oh man, Scott, are you back permanently, Scott, or is this a? Uh... I, you know, this is a trial run. <laughs> to see if, if you hear my wife choking out a dog in the background, um, as opposed to choking a chicken. Yeah. Look, what I've had to go through. Um, <laughs> she's had to go through for all those years of being married to you. That too, but. Um, <laughs> What I had to go through uh, to even make this happen. Uh, Did you have to feed the dog sedatives? No, uh, the dog Dishes. is um, behaving. Okay, that's good. Brian, how are you? How's your Sunday? I'm okay. Just uh, got my. Uh, I was like I was telling you guys before we started. My, my daughter whacked her head, and she went back to school this <laughs> afternoon. Was putting her bed together, and she's got a little shelf off the side of her bed. And whacked her head, so we're trying to see if she needs stitches, but everything's good. Oh man, <laughs> gushing blood. There, the picture she sent it was meaty but not bloody. <laughs> I'll send it to you. You can put it in here. No, I was. <laughs> I, I fully uh, I feel her pain. I bumped my head. I bumped my head filming the video that I'm trying to do for a thing live on camera yesterday. Bumped it on there. Nice little gash. Good times. Wait, wait, show it. And that little knob that sticks out. There? Tiny piece of metal that sticks out right there. And I mm. bumped it on there again. Well, you think by now you would do <laughs> something about it? I'm going to put a piece of gaff tape on there. That's the plan. Ah. Uh, we said, well, we talked about that on Discord. When I shaved my head, it seemed like I was always hitting my head. It just, and you it's can't like, hide it then. It's just. That's why. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, let's that's get into keep, it, guys. That's why I keep my afro. <laughs> Your Shatner do? That's what it is. My shat do. Because you don't like anything after 1982. That's why you keep that hair. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we have our, uh, here. our on the air things from the Worthlings. Yeah. See, the real hosts have these. <laughs> All right. So I notice say... mine's visible. By the way, notice mine's visible and you can read it and you just stick no, your gifts up in the middle of nowhere. It's the so... only way to do it. You can see how this. far back did you have to move your camera then, Scott, just to get both of those things? In the <laughs> you know, yeah, there you go. Uh, I want to start. I always forget every episode. Subscribe to the channel, please. Please hit like and subscribe. It helps us out quite a bit. We're getting closer. We're in the 740s, 50s, 40s. Well, it ought to go up now that I'm back. Yeah, it might. Or we might lose some. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Here's the voicemail it, in the email. It is modelclubtv at gmail.com. And then the voicemail for the show, if you would like to leave us a voicemail. Uh, now that Brian's here, we only have one person that calls in. 708-816-4299. 708-816-4299. And don't forget, we have the uh, Redbubble and Teespring shops as well. If you'd like to buy a t-shirt or a mug, there'll be more stuff coming to those stores soon. 
All right, guys. Discord. Discord as well. Thanks for remembering. De- well, that, it's, it's on Discord the screen you should be reading. Below. It's on the screen you should be reading. I don't have a Discord button. No, but the screen where you have episode 62, intro, oh, yeah. say subscribe, email, yes. voicemail, Discord, shops. And shops. There you know, but you didn't mention Discord. No, because I forgot to look over there. Anybody watch a movie? Of course. What'd you watch, Brian? I watched two. I watched uh, Becky, which came out, I want to say, two years ago. What's and that? It, it's, yeah. Um, and there are, and I looked it up. They're already making a sequel to it, or those are plans. Like, So it's about a girl whose mother dies from cancer. She's all rebellious and angry and all that. And her dad is Joel McHale. I don't know if you know him from uh-huh. Community. And he's going to marry someone else, you know, it's so they're, they're going to the house to this lake house to spend time together. And their lake house gets invaded by Nazis, neo-Nazis. <laughs> okay. And one of the neo-Nazis is Kevin James from. Uh, oh, yes. I've been meaning to watch this. Don't, don't. Okay. Good or of bad. Of course you have. There. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I, I just. She turns into Rambo, which is my problem with. Her. Okay, I heard that Kevin James does an awesome job. Like he does. Okay, he really he's good. He's good, and and the girl is good too. It's just the premise of these big giant neo Nazi guy killing all the adults or whatever, but the twelve year old girl can you know yeah. But I mean, I didn't, I didn't like run out of and, and get mad at myself for wasting time. It was just kind of un. You had to suspend a lot of belief for that one. Ah, okay. Did I ever tell the story about how I lost the corner of my tooth to a Nazi? (laughs) (laughs) Was it Kevin? You're gonna. (laughs) I was. So I'm missing the corner of this front tooth right here. Uh, I was at a. uh, I think I was 16 because I was driving. I was in Valparaiso, Indiana, and I went to a local like punk rock show. And I'm used to being over here in, in, uh, where I used to hang out was all the sharp skinhead, the skinheads against racial prejudice. So they were like the black Mexican white skinhead guys that I was all friends with. And we were at that show with sharp, all those guys. the sharps. You don't know who the sharps are, dude. You're from Chicago and you don't know who the sharps are. Come on. No, but they oh, would still go I wasn't out. in a gay bondage traveling <laughs> show either. So they have their own box at every doctor's office. But that was that. my problem with those guys too, is they would still go out like gay. Bad. I'm like, guys, what are you doing anyway? So I'm with one of those guys out at this show in Indiana and it's Indiana. So of course I've never really, the only two times I had actually seen Nazi skinheads was M- Milwaukee. And the other time was in Indiana, of course, because in Chicago that it doesn't fly. And so all the sharp guys would always go anyway. So we're at this mosh pit for this punk show and these little Nazi skinheads start doing their Sieg Heil around the pit. And I didn't notice their friends that were off to the side corner, like over there was just these little guys in the mosh pit and I'm on the outside of the mosh pit. And I just lay this dude out. Like as he's doing his Sieg Heil mid Sieg Heil, just laid him on the floor and he hit the ground and rolled to the other side of the pit. And bashed into these other guys. And I went, uh-oh. Like, I just knew I had threw him too far. <laughs> and so I turn around and start walking. Three of his friends grab me and throw me up into this wall. And they're like, dude. And they were all shorter than me. They're like, if you ever do this again, we're going to kick your ass. Next thing I know, I'm like, oh, 
Why is there sand in my mouth? <laughs> so the little dude that I had like had knocked to the floor had run up, jumped over his friends, punched me in the mouth, and then ran away. And by the time I was like came around to realize what had happened, I look for him because I knew who had hit me, and he's hiding behind these. I was sixteen. This guy had to be thirty. <laughs> like the way I remember them, these other, like the older Nazi skinheads over in the corner. And I'm like, uh Oh, we're in trouble. So I was with like three other guys and this girl comes up to us and they go, you guys got to go. And we're like, what, why? Like they got a gun. They're planning on shooting all of you. So you should probably leave. And I'm like, we're out. And we just bolted fishtailed out of Valparaiso not to come back. That was my Nazi skinhead story. They were the ha- the the other ones were the hammer skins. Uh, we're going on skinhead floor anyway. Those are the right. Milwaukee skinheads. The sharks were Chicago. Favorite the four skins. <laughs> um. All right, what was the other movie you saw, Brian? X. It's oh, uh, how was it, that? It was good. It kind of has a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. It's got that kind of feel and tone to it. Um, just this. Do you know what the premise is behind it? Mm-hmm. I know Scott does. Yeah, yeah, I no. do. No, oh. it's you can go over the premise real quick, but don't the twenty fourth letter of the alphabet, as far as I know. <laughs> wow, you you kind wow, of that was pretty, quick math. That was really quick math. You kind of backwards. He was twenty six, twenty five, twenty oh twenty four. Uh, um, the I uh, still did it faster than you did. <laughs> <laughs> I teach English. Leave me alone. <laughs> the uh, it, the premise is that there's the these this group of friends they get in a van and they're driving out to the country to film a porno because this one guy needs to make a lot of money he's going to be famous and the girl's going to be famous and so they rent this like barn shed type thing from this old couple and all hell ensues once the family realizes what's going on it's uh it wasn't bad actually so thumbs up yeah yeah all right thumbs up it was again becky i was kind of like eh you yeah. know, I, I wasn't mad. It wasn't like no, no, but this one, I yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I like this one. I heard good, good things. What's the about uh, that. name of the porno going to be? Inspector Gadget. Um, <laughs> we're going to go they over. Didn't, they have a name. They were just. They were doing like it was like the seventies thing, man. They, <laughs> Inspector Gadget didn't exist yet. They're like all of the the hippies <laughs> and all that. It's kind of. You know. Scott, do you remember Buzz's Porn Emporium? I'm, I'm no, Jim, Jason, I'm Jen, I'm I John, don't. Okay. <laughs> because, you remember you know, Jonathan Brandmeier? Yes. Right? Okay, so they used to have Buzz's Porn Emporium. Buzz, the, his co-host, Buzz, where people would call in the radio show with their fake porn titles. You don't remember that bit that they no, would do? It no. was some of the best. Oh. Anyway, Chicago people will know, other than Scott, because he doesn't. Buzz was in Silence of the Lambs. He was. He was. He was one of the cops. No, the he was not. Or paramedics. He was one of the paramedics, yes. right? Yeah. When, they, when yes. they brought the uh, cop out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it was really Hannibal that he, they brought. Yeah. Out. When they, yeah. When he put the face. <laughs> Oiler. Come on. Oh, yeah. When he met, yeah. When he meat faced. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, did you see any movies? Yeah. I, oh, unfortunately I did. Uh Oh, we're rubbing off on him. I'm rubbing Uh-oh, off. Oh, look him. at this. Let's go, Scott. What'd you see? So. My wife starts watching this last night, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching this. Okay. So then you didn't watch a movie. But because of the dog situation, and you have to understand, my wife is losing her hearing. So when I'm in the kitchen with the dog, and she's in the family room, which is right next to it, I'm listening to the movie no matter what. 
<laughs> so I'm watching half of it. Okay. So she's been watching this George and Tammy, uh, George Jones, Tammy Wynette story. Oh, yeah. I and she discovered the actress in there played Tammy Faye Baker. So she wanted to see this. So she watched this Eyes of Tammy Faye. <laughs> and it's the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker story. Okay. And, you know, I don't care if you're religious or whatever, but if there is indeed a hell, <laughs> these people are going to fucking be the first fucking, they're going to be like the bottom coal of the fire that keeps it hot <laughs> forever. Okay. And all these fuckers. I, I remember my, um, my, uh, first ex-wife. Um, wait, how many do you have? Well, the second one's in the other room. Oh, uh, but the first ex-wife, um, <laughs> I'll pay for that. If she hears that. Yeah. I'll you're going to get in trouble. So her mother used to watch, swagger and send him money oh my god and when he got caught man oh i was merciless on her i'm like how much you sending him this week you sending him bail money <laughs> and, and swagger was the best because he got on tv crying i remember that I remember and, and i remember watching his whole bit just because it was hilarious yep okay when he got caught was it didn't he wasn't he crying like, I have sin? Yep. Yes. Yep. I have sin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But you know what? Both of those guys still got back into TV evangelism. Mm -hmm. Okay. And people were still dumb enough to send them money. Okay. And we can't get a thousand subscribers. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I, what know, are we doing wrong? We have to well, promise yeah, eternal savior. We're, we're not preaching the gospel. Okay. You know what we got to do is uh, there's a guy on late at night and he's got to be sometimes when I can't sleep, I'll come across. I, I don't know his name or anything, but he's he's about 95 years old. And he's got jet black hair. So obviously he, it's all natural. And uh, he sells he sells whole like water that he has blessed that will cure everything. Oh, yes. We used to crank call that guy. Oh, he's awesome. We would he's crank call that dude and like talk to the operators about the water. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> oh. Dude, all those guys. That that Benny Hinn, did you ever see that guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. When he's like healing the people on stage <laughs> and all that shit. It's and, all real, uh, man. It's all real. My my other favorite is this Joel Olstein with his fake ass smile and his five hundred dollar suits. Yeah. All right. I don't need to send him money. Close. <laughs> <laughs> all right we love the pro we love these tv evangelists they're the best i don't they're the best i hope they rot and burn in hell <laughs> okay okay uh speaking of hell hell is real speaking of that's a great sign for the people that drive down 65 we have it here too oh you got one of those too good uh, uh speaking of the devil and hell i watched possession which is a film from 1981 and it's been like nearly impossible to find streaming or playing anywhere. Uh, it's got a very young Sam Neill who looks like he's right out of high school. <laughs> That's how young he looks, but it's one of the better films I've seen in a very long time. So if you get a chance, get shutter for the free trial and watch possession. It's kind of dated with the acting just cause it's 81. It's, it feels very seventies, early eighties kind of, but got some of the creepier, Kind of Lovecraftian devil. I I don't want to ruin anything. It's really good, really good acting, and and really well done. 
the other thing I started watching is the Ultraman show on Netflix, which is animated, and it's it kind of it's a sequel to the original series, and it's it's good, like kind of like it's really well done, which is shocking. So check mm-hmm. that out if you're an Ultraman fan. Did Did you watch the uh, He Man remake when they they brought that out? Revelations or there? Yeah, you didn't like it. Yeah. No. Uh, did not? you see any of it? Watched all of it. I liked it. It was good. It got better. Mm. I stopped after that first season. I didn't watch the second season. It got better once. I what, hated what's on your they, What's on your mug today? Well, so you didn't get a Model Club TV mug that you're trying to hawk everyone else to buy, but it don't matter. It's Carl from Aqua Teen. Mm. They got a movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's out. I think. I don't. Yeah, I never watched. All right. I'm trying to think if I've watched anything else. Anything? No. All right. Well, we're going to get into the giveaway, but we're going to change it up a little bit. The giveaway is going to be here. All right. It's time for the giveaway. We recorded earlier than we normally do just so that we could get Scott and Brian on the show at the same time because of scheduling. But I did want to leave a little bit extra time for people to get their entries in. Didn't look like that many more people entered, but we have some people there want to get those lost kits brought to us by Titan Find. So if you want to get some of your own, uh, the information's down below in the description. I'm going to go ahead and spin this wheel, and we will give some really cool, super deformed kits from the TV show Lost Away. So here we go. Spinning. I'm going to hit, I've hit shuffle a couple times already. I'm going to hit it again just to be safe. Everybody look, there we shuffled. and. We are spinning. Let's see who gets those kits from Titan Find of the Lost Show. It looks like <gasps> Dan Cherney. Congratulations, Dan Cherney. Longtime fan of the show. Thank you for all your support and things you've sent over the years. I'm glad this is going to a good home. So great job. Thank you, everybody, for watching the giveaway. Take care. Get back to the show. News and reviews, everybody. News and reviews. Let's start with Adepticon. This happened today. So registration for Adepticon was today. Today is the 8th of January, and it did not go very well. It was a shit show. The, the website crashed from the second everyone started trying to log in. I'm very happy that Wonderfest doesn't have to deal with something like this. But this show is so huge that... So many people are trying to get in at once to register for five days of classes and events. And so the way that they have it set up through a private like event site that you have to go through and then select everything. And that site instantly crashed and was kicking people out and everyone kind of lost. It took me 30 minutes to finally not get an error screen. I did get in to one class, so I'm really excited. That I get to go ahead. I'm in a registered for a class with Ben Comets, one of the uh, most amazing painters ever. So I'm super excited for that. And it's a class on uh, non-metallic metal. So trying <coughs> to paint metal to look like metal without using metallics. So, and then another like games workshop painting class. So if you're uh, interested in Adepticon, it's huge. Registration is open. Almost everything is already filled in. So I went and looked. All the classes are pretty much filled up already, uh, but you still can just register. Uh, your badge comes with a model contest entry. If you get at least one for every category, I think it is. 
So the badges are 50 bucks to get in. If you want to just go to Adepticon and not participate in any of the events or the contest or anything like that, it's free. You can just go in into the vendors area and not have to pay for anything. If you just want to go and observe games, you don't have to have a badge. So it's great if you just want to check out the show and see what it's all about. It's in Schaumburg and the dates are coming up. It's in March 22nd through the 26th uh this year so schomburg is in illinois in case anyone's wondering yeah, oh yeah schomburg's illinois it's kind is of that, that's all gaming stuff right the... yeah it's all miniature wargaming it's not dungeons and dragons there's some of that but it's mostly miniature wargaming so you have warhammer stuff you have mantic games you have BattleTech. you have song of fire and ice from cool mini or not you have tons of just the star wars armada games like all of that like tabletop wargaming stuff that's the convention for this and it is for the people that have never gone i can't like it's the biggest show i've ever been to and it's it's enormous and i know george uh from blackheart goes badger goes some other companies go there's a lot of paint vendor vendors paint vendors paint vendors <laughs> uh hobby supplies all that sort of thing so if you're interested in anything hobby related it's a great place to just kind of check stuff out and uh pick up some new stuff so adepticon check it out is what so i was trying to have your uh blood bowl stuff ready to go by then i am that's my plan to enter the contest so they move the golden demon awards to this contest to <laughs> golden the, demon awards. the golden demon is the prestigious games workshop like painting contest it used to be crystal brush at adepticon and so that was pretty, it was anything could go. So now this is, and some of the vendors have their own little hobby contests on the side, but now it's an official Games Workshop Golden Demon event, which is the only one here in the States. And we should have the Model Club Brown Turd Award. <laughs> and, and wait now, hear me out. I, well, no, we just, could do that at Wonderfest. It's yes, not going to fly. Okay. All right. And you give it to the worst kit. <laughs> okay. That'll make someone feel great. The person that like had no business entering that kit. Okay. <laughs> the Brown turd award. We'll wow. keep that on the, uh, the back burner, but uh, yeah. I have never been able to enter a golden demon. It's been my dream as a, since I don't know, eighth grade, like, seventh freshman year. You have like goals in life. I'll tell you. I, I don't even want to win. I just want the certificate that says I was in the contest, like the receipt. To be like, I was actually in the Golden Demon contest, and I will get blown out. There's no way I'm going to come close to anything, but I want to do that. So, anyway, painting contest talk. All right, let's take this new kit. We have this Ash. There's two versions, two kits. You have the Evil Ash, the Dead Eyed Ash, versus the regular Ash with the tape recorder. Brian, where'd you find these? Facebook, like everything, on uh, <laughs> MJ, MJH Sculptures. Uh, I saw it and, and I thought that the evil ash was fantastic. Yeah, the, it is good. Pretty good likeness. And I'm liking the other one. They're both really well done. Yeah, they're both well done. Uh, Andrew Copeland is a sculptor uh, available uh, from Dave Nicholson. PM him on Facebook. If you're interested. I really like both of these. The, the ash one, though, the regular, it just it looks a little off to me. I don't know why. The sculpture to me Maybe looks better than the, the, the ZBrush paint job. That could be what it is. It's the yeah. ZBrush, yeah. But no, those are really but, cool. Yeah. Oh, did Bruce anybody Campbell, see the trailer for the good. new uh, Evil Dead? I haven't seen it. I've seen it's out, but I haven't watched it yet. What is it? Evil Dead Rise or something? Yeah. It's like 
Yeah. Did you like the new when they redid the Evil Dead? Did you like that one? I liked it as not an Evil Dead thing. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like it I Evil Dead should be comedy. It comedy was horror. The first one wasn't really comedic. The first one wasn't, but when they kind of shifted, it's what it turned into. Yeah. When the cheese cut her tongue with the knife, that was pretty gross. <laughs> that was good stuff. You ever date a girl with a split tongue? I'm trying to remember if I did. No. Um, I I've been with my wife since I was 16. Oh, buddy. that's right. Yeah. Dude, he don't go to gay bondage bars <laughs> with neo-Nazis or sharp Nazis or whatever you go to, okay? Uh, the man is a good... Anybody, nobody? Just, right. he's, a, he's a good husband, father, role model, okay? <laughs> he's not the art teacher with the 15 earrings and the fucking Nazi fucking symbol on the back of his head, okay? That's what, Wait, you what are you talking about? <laughs> that's what Kevin James has in that movie. He has a big, huge swastika, swastika on the back of his head. <laughs> Oh man! All right, I gotta see that. It's been on. I think it's on my Amazon list. All right, the Worthlings and Pestilence Labs are sponsoring. Uh, the actors from Land of the Lost to come on in. Something new for Wonderfest, which is kind of good. Uh, meet Will and Holly. Actors Wesley left Shanna's name off of here. What? How Mark the egomaniac left Shanna's name off this ad? Okay, I mean I don't want to start anything. I'm not touching that. Okay, but say that. Okay. But uh Wesley that Year I, and Kathy forward. Coleman will be at Wonderfest this year. Wonderfest twenty three. When did Land of the Lost? When did that mess start? Sixties, wasn't it? No, seventy three, seventy four. I was one in seventy three. I just I, it, it came out never of, did it for me. Land of the Lost. I loved it. <laughs> that shit lost me after HR Puff and stuff. No, you Land of I, the Lost was a great show. What are you talking about? I like the Great Space Coaster. Did you Great guys Space have that? Coaster was great. Get on board. Gary Gnu. There's no news. <laughs> Gary. Gnu? Uh, What's Gnu? I don't know. So wait, Scott, did you watch that? What? Great Space Coaster? Or are you too old? No, that probably was after me, my time. Yeah, that watching. was our. Yeah. You wait, you're not that a is... Land of the Lost person, really? No, I'm I'm not. Land of the Lost. The people that are nuts for the slee stack. I like I've never seen anything that looks so stupid in my whole life. They were creepy as hell. So I never got into it. That them. being said, that that all being said, it is nice to see something different at Wonderfest. And which leads us into uh what Mark is doing for this uh appearance as well. Which the, is this uh so you want to talk about it? Lace Lee sculpted. And uh, yeah, well, I don't know the characters, so you can uh, talk. So it's Holly and Will. Uh, it's a tribute bus, kind of like um, tr- what um, George was doing there for a while. That kind of has like a whole bunch of stuff in one piece. So it has the dinosaurs that are on there. It has a slee stack on the back, and one of the uh, what's uh, what's the little wild boy's name? Check charge. Chaka. Chaka. Yeah. Uh, in there with one of the uh, plinths, not plinths. The uh, my brain is broken. Monolith, like the monolith, like cave, like with the sleeve stacks would go into. I, I will say this. Um, you know, you mentioned George that did this. And the first person I ever saw doing something like this was um, Brent Armstrong did that uh, Pierce, Jack Pierce piece yeah. that he sold through Janice. And you guys probably didn't mention this because you didn't know, but Brent passed away. Um, you did? I want to say about a month back. Yeah. 
and uh, didn't know. No, I know, I, I know, and I wasn't here to mention that, but um, yeah. So Brent was the first one that I saw kind of do this, you know, and um, that's and, and I, George kind of you know went with it as well. George actually had the rights to the Pierce piece for a while too. I do have one, but um, but yeah, I I I, I did like this idea when it. When this started becoming a thing, I did like the way they incorporated stuff like this in the base. Yeah. It's sculpted by super talented Lace Lee. And that, that's what I liked about it also was the base. Not like in the show. Like, I never watch a show, but the base is really cool. It's really cool. How can I so, be the only one? <laughs> but I understand. One of you guys had a crush on this girl? I did. Oh, my God. Holly? Are you kidding me? Okay. I never watched it, so how could it be me? Yeah, it was me. I loved Holly, man. I was all like. I had a huge crush on Cindy Brady, Holly from Land of the Lost, and Dorothy. <laughs> you know what? Maybe uh, at, at Wonderfest, we'll take you over and we'll get you a picture. I've and... seen them. They've been at this. They do this 24-hour uh, flea market here. And they'll have like old like 60s and 70s TV show people. Like, be so they were She's going to love being who is old. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, looking at this picture, if that's her old, she's aged well. So. Um... Better than I. Better than all of us. Yeah. All right. Well, well Scott, you want to bring us up to date on Well Winter? I just hope that, you know, when she meets us, you know, on the Model Club Celebrities, that she can keep so her hands off of me. Oh, my okay. God. You know, because Ryan has a hard enough time. <laughs> yeah. That's just because I'm trying to get by you to go somewhere else. You take <laughs> Well, I can't help it. You take up both sides of the aisle. <laughs> all right. Well, winner, Scott, give us our well winner update. Well, winner, well, winner, the maker of our great shirt, still waiting on our kit, though. Um, there's a few new pieces out, and this first one is the Tijuana Toads, which I have no idea what they are. Do you guys? Nope, I, no idea. I, I remember watching it, I can't tell you anything about it, but I remember, like, I think the tall dude, I don't even know their names, the, the storky looking thing. I think mm-hmm. he talked real slow, if I remember, like with the Southern drawl type of thing. But okay, yeah, just the idea of the Tijuana Toads and the hats makes me wonder if this isn't a very politically incorrect cartoon. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. We uh, I always have my students when they go to Mexico. I've talked some of them to bring me back those. Put down here, those stuffed frogs. I think they're up there. You know what I'm talking about when they go to Mexico, the stuffed frogs playing guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. That one up there. I love that. It reminded me of that. So the Tijuana Toads. Many pieces. Um, then yeah. we have uh Jenny, Jenny who what is, is uh what is it? Was it the Cadets? Yeah, the Space Cadets. And again, this is I don't remember this either, and this was you know around my time. But um yeah, I don't, but he's got the whole series of these. And then let's talk about the Jetsons. I think everybody knows what that is. So, and um, uh, this is awesome. This is an awesome piece. And then he sent me a base. You can light the base. He actually made it so it's hollow. You don't have to hollow it out. It is hollow. So you could put a light in there if you wanted to. And there's going to be, I should have put the pictures here. Maybe I'll, if I find them, Jason, I'll send you. Okay. 
He's going to do the uh, maid, Rosie the maid, and Mr. Spacely as well. And I think they're going to attach to the space somehow. That's pretty and, cool. Uh, that is a nice, like, just compact. It's the Jetsons. Yep. Like, movie poster style. So um, that's well. well I, he's, uh, you know, you guys have featured some of the stuff I bought from him. I'm still printing his stuff. For a lot of people, huh? For uh, various people, so it's yeah, it's keeping me from eating dog food right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming up from Pseudoverse and CG Blade, uh, he's doing again a lot of 3D prints over on his Etsy shop, and he has Kuton as one of it. It seems like he followed along all the ones I suggested here on the show, uh, but he has stuff from Kuton coming out. This girl on this futuristic bike, uh, he has Barbarella which is the same as that Ladati one that came out many years ago uh, that I did for AFM. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same from that, that Frazetta poster. So he did a couple other Frazetta pieces as well. So he has the one with the fish and he has this really nice. And again, if you want any of these kits already printed, head over to CG blades uh, Etsy shop. But if you want to buy them on your, on your own and print them yourselves, you can also go over to Kuton on CG trader to print them on your own. And he has this really, really nice. I forget the what the painting this was from, uh, with the tree and the girl was standing on the serpent. Uh, I love that. Really nice. And then he also has the stuff from We Make Monsters, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor, Blackula, uh, Black Mass, which is another Netflix show, uh, Salem's Lot. Lots of stuff headed over there. And then he also has these. Little, they almost look like little miniature figures. I don't know how big they are, uh, from the fly. And he has some from Blade Runner as well. So it says they're one six scale. That's pretty cool. There's not many one six scale full Blade Runner. So CG Blade, head on over to his Pseudoverse, pick those up. I think he does them multiple sizes as well. I think he does like one six, one fourth, and one eighth. Yeah, something like that. Four sizes, yeah. And then for monstrous masterpieces, Brian, you want to talk about this Batman? Yeah, it was just uh, again it was, uh, going through and and looking for stuff, and I think it is the Batman. Is that the Val Kilmer? I think that's the Val Kilmer. I think it's uh, this one is just the regular Batman on the. Oh, the oh, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, I got you. Let me uh, the comic style one. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I was just going through. Yeah, this is cool. This is really cool. He, I, when I was reading, I think he said it's one six scale, but it's still really big based on what the base and the cape. So yeah, I that. and the, the I like the batarang is the base. That's pretty cool. And look what he's doing with his hands, guys. So he's covered up the symbol on his chest, so you don't have to worry about it being engraved <laughs> or just stick you got out the shakes. You don't have to worry about painting a nice little symbol. <laughs> don't fucking start. No, okay. I'm just saying it's co- no. I'm saying it's all covered up, and I know. I, hey, one button, I can have you out of here. Okay, that's all right. Don't start. Well, good, but I just thought it was it was pretty. It was very much more of a comic book uh, version, and it yeah. just pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, and then Brian Vengeance Studios, the Jaws piece. Yeah, how cool is that? That is, we got Bruce there. <laughs> it looks uh, very fake, Sharky. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He he put. Just this morning, I saw when I was going through, he he changed it. 
and I meant to get a picture to you and I didn't, but he's got it with Quint in his mouth, like biting him now. So um, I don't know if it's going to be just the jaws, the shark without Quint, or if you have to get them both, like the, you know what I mean? So yeah, but he does have one with Quint in his mouth now too. So um, I, I like it. And he's got a, a, a daredevil and a God uh, kingpin. I'm sorry. From a few months ago, I keep, wanting to order i need to get on that too he has a lot of really nice stuff and this joker that he has coming out did you guys see the joker yeah i like the joker scott didn't like i like the joker it was a good movie uh i think as teachers we understand mental health issues (laughs) yep i do i mean seriously like i'm watching that i'm like i know a kid just like this you know yeah i totally and that's (laughs) i I was telling i'm watching the Dahmer series now too and there's parts like that where you're so mad at the father of uh, uh, mad at his dad for him basically saying like there's something wrong with me i need help and everyone just ignores him and but as far as this character goes it's a great pose it's a great part from the movie yeah. uh it'd be fun to paint too and then this is atreus from the new god of war game boy if you uh if anyone has played god of war and that's really nice these are from his patreon these are his current patreon pieces so we have Boy from God of War, and then we have the Val Kilmer Batman. Yeah. Well, it's really nice I don't, piece. I haven't played God of War. I got I played the first one up until you had to do some swimming, and I couldn't get past it, and I was like, I got mad and stopped. <laughs> one of the that's only happened in a handful of times. <clears throat> with the original God of War, the Greek God of War, or the new one? The original one. Okay, yeah. Played- so the, this is from the there's the new one where God of War has switched to Viking Land. And so yeah. this plays one of those, it's one of those characters. There hasn't been a lot of Val Kilmer Batman kids, has there? No, I don't think so. And why? There's a reason. And why might have one? There is a reason. There was the Ravel, like, was it Ravel that put those vinyl ones out? Yeah, John Dennett sculpted those, yeah. I believe. But that's a nice piece. Vengeance Studios, everybody. Patreon, and he does sell those kits uh, on the side as well. Yeah. So... Shadow Creations has this coming out. Anybody know anything about this? I saw it and I was like, it reminds me of the, uh, the teaser I'm thinking. Yeah. It reminds me if this is what the kit's going to be with the, the Boris Karloff reaching through the mirror. It reminds me at Wonderfest this year. There was that, was it sleeping beauty or snow white with the, that's a really cool kit. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that when I saw it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I would buy this only because I don't think I could do it justice, but I think it's a pretty cool looking thing. It's a cool idea. I was there. uh, I was the same place with that kit. It was like, I would never buy it. Well, first of all, it was really expensive. Well, you could buy it either way. So you could buy it. I remember right. You could buy it with just the snow white half or the other half. Or you could buy both and put them together, like the one that was at Wonderfest. And well, I'm talking about this one. I don't think I could do this one justice. Oh, this would, one? Yeah, I would jack that up. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. If it is like a bust with both of those with a mirror in the middle, that would be kind of. It's cool. cool. I like it. I really like the idea. Yeah. I just don't know if I could do it. And it falls kind of into that category again. It's it's not just the monster. It's the uh, the actor and the monster, just like the Stan Arts piece from last week, The Bride. Um, it's cool to see these kind of going in a different direction than the, your typical monster pieces. 
Yeah, that's, that's I think cool. at this point they're kind of you know I'm I'm tapped I've out. got the iconic. Well, I've got the iconic. I'm not there yet because I haven't been doing this as long as you guys. Yeah. But you know the iconic <laughs> ones. I've got number three on the way here pretty soon, and he announced it for us coming, and I like those. Those are cool. And, and I think once you have those, do you need anything else from the monsters? Right. To be honest with you, because they really are cool scenes and they're well done. So. And that's kind of where I'm at. Once you find that perfect piece, it's like, whereas Scott takes them all. <laughs> well, the difference is though, we, I mean, and not trying to be funny, but we put them together. <laughs> and so it's, I mean, it's, it's harder to, to display them. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got them tucked away and it's easier to have that. And I'm not trying to be funny, Scott. I'm really not. I saw well, something. <laughs> Did, did you guys see i've oh man i have to go back and find the picture i don't know who i put i saw it on one of the boards somebody had their whole plastic model kit collection yes i i saw it who was that because i want to give them credit it was somebody that's selling though right was he no but they had think? the they had their shelf and they had the plastic kit with the box behind it for every single one. Oh, oh i'm not uh, sure that's okay. uh it was pretty cool they must... no but but when you talk about the perfect scenes and all that and Brian mentioned this. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. Why we buy and and what what appeals. So uh, we can touch on that a little more. Cool. Um, Scott, uh, Tony's new sculpting class. Tony's new sculpting. Uh, now it's called sculpting superheroes for action figures. But um, it's available. I'll, we'll have to put the website on here. Um, right there and down below. But um, there's a pre-order sale on it now. I don't know how long it's going to last. I think it's 25 right now when we're filming. So uh, it's going to be a while still because um, I talked to Tony today. He still hasn't filmed it yet. So it's... <laughs> but it so is it's coming. coming. It's coming soon. Yeah, and he's, I think he said it's going to be about 20 hours um, total. So oh, Four bucks an hour. That's not bad. Isn't that what it is? Four bucks an hour. No, that's a buck an hour. That's a buck an hour, fucking English teacher and art teacher, but (laughs) whatever. So I just divided it. I figured I was close. And then um, this next piece I found um, Steve Park, you know, always paints beautiful stuff. But I saw this today. This is a Raquel Welch kit. Um, I think Paul puts this out, right? This Raquel Welch. Yes, this is a, a, a Gilman. And I just looked at this paint job that he did on this, and it's like, wow. It is a very nice paint job. Wow. It it just, and the thing is, you know, I I saw the sculpt when it, you know, when it first came, and seeing the sculpt and then seeing it painted right, you can really see, to me anyway, that, uh, pretty sure it was Jeff that did this, just really nailed the likeness here. Yeah. I, I don't know. I looked at that and go, wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, so, it is a really good paint job. Uh, I didn't see it. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad and, you and found this, is, this because Steve, you know, blocked this is me the reason I don't paint because I look at this and just want to throw everything away. So. But see, that should be the opposite. It should be inspiring you to try and achieve that. So I mean, that's kind of what our topic is. That leads into a little bit too. That's a piece of it because. And then. Um, this was posted. This is a uh, painted prototype of the X plus creature styrene kit coming out. That's coming soon. So hopefully that's coming soon. So Yoshi put up all these pictures and you're, you 
put up this one revenge of the creature picture but in all these other ones i wanted to highlight one or two other things that were in there and there's another like unpainted version of this creature i'm not sure if we've ever showed it on the show so i want to make sure people kind of see it a little up close a little bit and then the vampirella piece that's coming out from x plus yep yeah and he did some of these there's this the star ace ones that are here has the cyclops but it has a different head is this a plastic kit? Yeah, you there's look a plastic this, cyclops as well. But this one, I think, is different than... So that. So that's a different head than the cyclops. Than the one we got. It's got two horns. Our has one. And it looks like it, that's a plastic... Is that the plastic one that's coming out? It's the vinyl kit with the other head. With another so, head? Okay. Cyclops had two different heads. There was a, right. a double... But, and a, so is there going to be another version of that coming? Is what I'm wondering. Uh, maybe. Then, that's what I'm wondering. Hold on a minute. So this big Cyclops bust, any news on what this is? Like, yeah, I think uh, uh, you can get this through Sideshow now, I think. Okay. And then there's a troglodyte as well. I'm wondering if that's going to be a vinyl kit. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. The mighty Joe Young does nothing for me. It looks kind of weird. I'll throw that. It it doesn't look like the uh, movie at all. So. So, Yoshi, thanks you for painting all these really cool things for us to see. And uh, yeah, the Dracula. I think the it. cat's out of the bag that Tony's sculpting the Dracula. Okay. And he's having a great time. Uh, There's a, a really nice uh, singu- singular, sing- singular point Godzilla as well. And I'm wondering what that story in this is. That's why I hate these pictures from Japan. No context. I have no idea what's happening in them. Frustrating, like that Jurassic Park T Rex. Like, what the hell is that? Who's making that? It says it's a one thirty fifth plastic model kit. So who's putting out that thing? Probably uh, X Plus. And this Gamera Man. could be one of those things that never make it over here too. Yeah. Know? And this Ultraman looks fantastic as well. So I, it looks like they're all X Plus related. Star Ace X Plus. So, hopes, fingers crossed. There's a lot of super deformed Gamera stuff they have too, but I'll grab, I'll grab a lot of this and put it up there. Some newer Godzilla stuff he's worked on from Gilman Productions. He has William Paquette's boxer piece coming back out. It was a piece available through William before, and it kind of fell off to the side. But Paul's bringing it back. He had Mark uh, Van Tyne make a really cool base, like simple crate base with some boxing gloves that go with it. And it is, if you're just into like anatomy and, and people <laughs> and want to try different paint schemes and bruising and cuts, this is a great piece to try all that on. So you can get this through Paul at Gilman Productions. We'll have all that down there below. Don't forget to hit the button. Yeah. Iron Jaw, Broken Nose, sculpted by William Paquette, uh, based by Mark Van Tyne, quarter scale, available through Gilman Productions. And yes, I am going to hit the button. And. Of course, no button. Come on, There's Jason. There's the button. Paul Gill's button works. Yay, the buttons are working again. Okay. Yeah, Jason, you can do it. Yay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Paul. We're on to the workbench. Do we have anything? Let's start with Scott. Scott, got anything? Yeah. 
wow, what have you been working on? So, you know, as everyone knows, <clears throat> you start printing on your Saturn, and the first piece you print is this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have finally printed on my Jupiter, and I printed the Jupiter one. Oh, yeah, so your Rooks. I have been printing with my Jupiter. For yourself or other people? No, for other people. Okay. Have you done and anything prototype, for yourself? Um, the prototype I did for uh, someone, that announcement should be made soon, I think. Okay. And um, Can you give a hint? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know enough about it to give it a hint. Okay. So. Well, thank God you brought it up. That yeah, yeah, thanks. Not, yeah, it helps. It, it isn't awkward at all. No. Sky Captain, I'll give a hint. Wow, what a jag. Sky Captain. Something Sky Captain. Sky Captain. Yeah. I'll just leave that in there. I like that movie. Anything else you've been printing? Uh, just more Hanna-Barbera stuff for <laughs> you guys. and uh, Some uh, more uh, half-scale creature fossil hands from Mr. Worthling. So if you're waiting on one of those or want to pick up one of those, he's going to have six more coming in the mail. Nice. Brian, what have you been working on? Well, I got the Luke Man's Ever Closer. I got the, it kind of see it, the blue shading is starting here. Yep. I will say you know, this, your your pictures that you showed afterwards last time look a lot yeah. better than the camera that shows up here. So if anyone yeah. follow Brian over on Facebook, you'll see some of his work, better pictures than, than here. Uh, yeah, there. It's there's a more depth to it than it actually shows. Yeah. And uh, I busted this guy out from, I'm going to do work on this here soon. Oh, nice. What, Starlight, right? Yep, Starlighting. Starlighting yeah. Projects. Matthew Lawrence. Yep. And uh, I'm going to prime that up soon. And I started on the Fliver. Oh. I got the, some it's a pain in the ass, done. isn't it? It's to not put a together. fun kit. It is not. Yeah, Wait, bring it up a little bit. The body again. No, the um. Okay, yeah, it looked weird. The angle you were holding it looked like the arm was up higher. I'm like, did you reposition that? But no, that's that's. I don't, have the, I don't have the mad scientist skills that you guys have. I just glue shit together the way it's <laughs> supposed to be. Um. Yeah, I got I me mean, a little bit of work, and I did finish the BBA. None of those monster rods are a joy to build, from what I've. I you know. And and I was I was saying to myself I could you know spend a bunch of time puttying it and and I'm just I'm not I'm not doing it I'm just not going to do it yeah they are they are a chore I I once will I, once I have it done um, but and then the BB-8 little mini diorama that I talked about last time got that bad boy done put so. it closer I like I like that their kits come with those little bases and the backdrops. I do too. That's nice. They don't. They don't all come like this. Like, but the spaceship ones have like a little. They usually come with like a little like star He's destroyer, star like a little base. Did, did you paint the orange or were those decals? No, that's it. Comes like that. It's like plastic. It's the molded color, right? Yeah. Oh wow. Their, okay. Their stuff is. I don't know if you have you ever seen it. I got a screw. I haven't. Their screws have multi colors on one screw holy it's shit crazy. i wonder how they do that gundam does that too like the gundams and you'll have the orange sometimes like the other pieces had like the orange on a side i mean it's crazy i don't know it's yeah 
I just I look at it whenever I open one up and go, I don't know how you do it. And I just <laughs> Someone smarter than me figured that out. Nice. But yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm working on, man. I'm, I could have been one of 80 billion people. <laughs> I'm still I'm working on the base. I started painting the base for the Snake Eyes kit. Still got that going. I'm working on my Blood Bowl dugouts still, which are coming along. If people know what Blood Bowl is, you'll understand. Uh, the lid, they turn into, here's the lid. And then they flip open to keep the scoring system for the back of the game there. So I have a lot going on with that stuff. So, and I've been printing a lot for myself and building and sanding and getting stuff going. But there's been a lot of little things happening, little projects. And I'm also working on some stuff for Mark Worthling that will be coming out here shortly. Oh, can I give a hint? Go ahead. No, see, I'm not you. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's the wink piece that he posted. So I have uh, been working on some of the things for that. Uh, and I had to send those out to get cast. Did you see somebody did a full size? Um, no. Uh, from that. And did it's like say? all broken down into pieces. And I, it's one of the STL things, I think, is where I saw it. Yeah, that, so I've been working on the fair. I don't know if it'll be coming with those fairies or not. That'll be up to Mark once we figure out how to do them. Um, but we're there. All right, our topic this episode, guys. Brian, go. What do you want to talk about? Well, well I, was, I was wondering, and it came from a time when I went to the, the iHobby Expo was in Cleveland one time back eight, ten years ago, something like that. And as I was walking through, they had some kits on display. And there was an Enterprise D from the next generation, which I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but I like the ships. So um, and it was also the first place I had ever seen a big Frankie. But anyhow, uh, on the top of the, the hall of Enterprise D, the bridge, the saucer section, I guess you call it. Someone had painted the Milky Way in the our unit or our galaxy and all the planets and everything and I, w- I was thinking like what is it for you guys what is more important is it the staying true to the we'll call it realism the original piece or artistically would you rather something be artistic and out of out of the norm scott go ahead oh sure lay it on me <laughs> i'm formulating my opinion i'm trying to so think- to me, I, I think if there's reference material, especially color reference material, you try to stay with that. Okay, just for the... Because to me, that's what you do. But that being said, I think it was Matt K that did that pestilence creature in, like, blue. And that, that thing, that thing was beautiful. Okay, so it's like, I can't look at that and say... You know, it's different, but it's it's not bad. You know, um, I th- I think if you're trying to appeal to somebody to buy something, I think you want to stay close to the original paint scheme. Now, and and Brian, you and I talked about this prior. I've also seen Star Trek kits done like that, um, and I saw a Klingon bird of prey that was done like half of the bird of prey was painted like that. Which to me made more sense because they were like cloaking type right. thing. So it made more sense on a Klingon why someone would do it on a um, Federation ship. I don't know, but I, I, I wouldn't say it's wrong. It's creative. 
So I, I look at it and go, if it's executed well, and I think it kind of goes back to what Jeff Camp does too. Okay, when when you throw the fluorescent paints in or the bright colored paints, make something look two dimensional. Um, you know, I it, same thing. You know, if it's done well and it's done right, it's cool. Yeah. You know, and like so when Matt did that um creature in kind of that blue color, it it's not the color I would have chosen. And I, I probably still would never paint mine that, but I look at it and go, that's cool. You know, so it's I think you know it, so that's kind of where I am, if that makes sense. You know, it's if that answers the question. I think it's kind of cool to use like what you're talking about, using one of those spaceships like as a canvas for something else. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to take that and then do like take that enterprise and then paint the crew photorealistic like Shatner and all the crew like on the top of the saucer, that could be really cool because you're using that piece as like a canvas or you're doing something else with it. Shatner's think, never been on the D you blowhole. No, I'm talking like any enterprise. Like you just take the enterprise, you take the saucer section and you paint the crew on there, but like a photorealistic, like mm. as you're painting and, and you can hang it that way. Yeah. I think it all depends on what you're going for. Like no one could be mad at that. No one should be able to look at that and say, like what you said with the galaxy painted on there, just because it's not, it's just still is a space painting on a spaceship, which is cool to me. Not my, I think where it comes down for me is the, is trying to make something look so real and getting hung up on that. Cause nowadays there's people that can just paint a little one, six scale figure to look like a real person. And it yeah. it's, do you want that? Like it's a doll at that point for me. It's not an art, like, an artsy sort of, I painted this to give you this feeling or to create it, to make it look like it's in this setting. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with lighting and stuff. Like I get trying to make your monster look like the real thing from the movie and all that. But at some point it's, it can be done. Right. And so what's the fun in that is make other than trying to make it match perfectly. Like that's the, the skill set. Whereas taking that like let's say it's pumpkin head and you want pumpkin head to look exactly like it was in the film are you trying to make it look like the suit or are you trying to make it look like how it was in the movie with the moonlight hitting it or every little vein where it's supposed to be i but we also see i'm trying to think other but things you can see people go over the top I, yes. i'm gonna say it over the top stupid too okay yeah. so if i walked in and saw that same creature kit and somebody painted it red. Okay. I'd be looking at it going, you're not even fucking close. I don't care how beautiful it is. You know, I mean, but, I could still appreciate a good paint job, but I'd be sitting there going, what the fuck are you doing? I think, okay. I think that's what it comes down to too. If, if Matt K let's use Matt, he's going to be our Guinea pig. Sorry, Matt. We'll Sorry, put Matt. The, like if you use Matt's his, a good guy, he'll take, Oh, it. he'll love it. Um, if he painted it really bad, but use those same colors, Everyone would be like, what are you doing, dude? Like, that's what you're well, like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But he did an amazing job, so it works. So why? All right. So if someone brings something to Wonderfest or a contest at all, it doesn't even have to be Wonderfest. You, you paint something up. And I, I'll be the first. You guys know I, I'm very hard on myself about my painting. I don't think it's great. But here's the thing. 
everything I build when I'm done with it, I love it. I put it on my shelf. I enjoy it. I look at it and I really don't care what other people think. So. Oh, that's apparent by your looks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. You're right. I really don't. I've I've given up a long time ago. Uh, (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we building for? So that's a good question. Well, yeah, it's a different topic. I know, but if you're, but I think that fits in here perfectly is what are we building for? So keep going. I mean, I build strictly for myself. I really do. And and my wife will look at something. She goes, Oh, that's cool. Or, you know, like one of these days I'll uh, show you the picture of the first wonder. I did that wonder woman fighting the octopus. I think we talked about this or whatever, the first figure. And it is horrifying. It's one of the worst. (laughs) I mean, you guys see it. You're going to be like, what the heck? And, and my daughter refuses to let me change it because it was a gift for her. I made it for her. And, you know, I did the best I could at the time, you know, and it just, but she loves it. And that's all that really matters. So does it matter what we think about what someone else does if they're happy with it? No, it doesn't. And, and I, I've said that about people all the time and I have a, I know I, here, specific, I, was, I know who you're going to say. I know who I you're going to mention. I have a specific friend who he gets upset all the time because he, he, he's generally in the... And he watches the show. You could mention... Certificate. I think you could um, mention his name. Bronze medal area. Okay. And the bad thing is he goes to a local IPMS show and they give him a gold because he's, you know, the only one entering a figure kit. Okay. So he wins first prize. So he goes to Wonderfest and he gets upset. If you're building for a contest, that's a different ball game, okay? But you're going to make yourself crazy. And it's so I look at it and go, like I told you about the Raquel Wells. I look at that and go, I don't want to paint anything until I can paint that good. Well, I'm not going to paint that good until I paint something. Okay, you know, so it's a it's self fulfilling you know. uh, defeat. All right. That being said, exactly what you said. I paint it. I put it on my shelf. I look at it. It makes me happy. I like it. I had fun doing it. That's the important part. Okay. But if you try to mix those two and say, why isn't it winning? Okay. Then you're building for a different reason. Okay. You're you're building because you want to win something. Then you're building for a different reason. It's going to make you crazy. Now, if you want to be better, there's nothing wrong with that. But realize it takes time. Jason, what did it take you to win a gold? Like 20 years? <laughs> Pretty much. So, Scott, just I don't want to interrupt, but I'm going to. Um, that being said, then why don't you paint? I mean, you're, you're, what you're saying is right. Everything you're saying is right. And, and if you're mm-hmm. doing all these things that you love, hey, you do have as all as I say, problems. not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like that, that, that Godzilla. That anytime someone's like, "Well, show us something you paint," you bust that thing out, and it's great, dude. And and I, I don't. You've you've kind of gotten into what I called last time painting paralysis. You know, it's it's. I uh, look. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about what I. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I have that shelf. I jam them all on there. Come down, look at it, love it, hate it. I don't care because well, you and look- you know, I know I can paint well enough that. Most unexperienced people would walk in and do an ah, okay. And I'm not, you know, it's it's not that I'm tooting my own horn, but 
you know, like you say, uh, sometimes maybe even your wife walks down and says, that looks great. And you might look at it and go, looks horrible. Okay. <laughs> but she thinks it looks great because she looks at it and said, I can't do that, you know, right. or whatever. So I know for the most part, I can paint well enough that I put shit on my shelf. People are going to walk in. They're going to know what it is. It's not going to look like a 12-year-old painted. Okay. One of my problems, one, one, and if we want to go through the list, we can, but I think we only have so much time. Um, <laughs> one of my problems, too, is just life in general. Okay. So it's like <laughs> for me to take the time to do something for myself like that. Okay. But then I'm sitting here going, oh, man, I should have cleaned the garage instead of done this. Okay. So I spend my life trying to get all my ducks in a row, and you never get them all done. And I am learning that. Okay. I, I, I am learning that, that I need to just take the time and go upstairs. So what did I do? I bought a puppy so that I couldn't uh, walk out of a room for 20 seconds. <laughs> and um, so it's, I want to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if it was, I don't know, you know, you guys could live next door to me and say, Hey man, let's just get together, sit at a table and, and, and work on our kits. I probably could walk over and do that to sit and take the time on my own and just go upstairs where and Jason's seen it. It's set up. It's, it's, it's a good setup. Okay. Um, there's no reason other than it's just, a mental block and it's partial paint paralysis. Okay. But it's also, I have everything you need to do this. I have brushes. I have airbrushes. I have fucking spray booth. I have, you know, I can cast resin parts if I need to. I, now I have 3d printer. What else Jason? I mean, you know, you, you, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's all there. And it's just a question of, to, you know, I'd much rather spend my Saturday nights talking to you meatheads. Um, Sunday, but go on. But, uh, <laughs> no, I meant last night. Oh, but like Discord. the Discord, you know, you guys are all sitting there working on stuff. And now that I've gotten used to my laptop, there's nothing really stopping me from going up there, turning my laptop on, and working on something. Except for the fact that now we had another child move back home, and that's the room she's going into. So now I got to move all the shit out of there. So it's, you know, so it, it's like I said, it's always something. And yeah, I um, get that. I do too. You know, it, it's like, I, you know, it's not like I have someone telling me, no, you can't go paint. The, the one that's telling me that is me. I'm the one that's telling myself, you, you can't do that. You have to do this instead, you know. And a lot of times I'll say to myself, well, if I get this done today, this done today, and this done tomorrow, then, man, I got this day free. I can go upstairs and do whatever. And inevitably, I don't get all the work done in the two days. And so what's the least important thing? Well, to me, the, the modeling. So yeah. it, it's turned into a vicious cycle. And it's. Uh... I think everyone should make a conscious decision, though, going in. Mm -hmm. Are you doing this for fun? Are you doing this for a contest? Are you doing this for well, other people? Are you doing this to be popular on the Instagrams and Facebooks? Or like, like Brian, I think you got the right idea is you do this for yourself. And if people like it, great. If other people don't like it, who cares? And now what gets me though, is no one really wants an honest opinion. 
That is true. Okay, so well, no, that's I. If you're asking for an opinion, you should expect an honest opinion. Absolutely. If you're just, if you're just putting stuff out there, like, hey, I painted this, and you're just like, hey, I paint like. There's a difference because in art, a critique's well, a huge to- thing. That's how you get better. Is people like when you, when you go to art school, and I I've had to do this in my sculpture classes. You take your thing you're working on, and I explain this to my students. And you put that in the middle of a table in front of every other student in the room and everyone tears it apart and says, why are you doing this? Why'd you choose this color? Why'd you do this? You could do this better. You could do this better. You could do this better. This is really good, but this doesn't work. And Mm. you have to have that thick skin going in as a, everyone wants to call themselves an artist in this hobby until it's time to do art stuff. And to, (laughs) to, to be able to put their, their piece on a table and have everyone tear it apart without getting angry. I don't think half these guys could handle it, but they'll no, still call themselves an artist. But you don't have we'll, to be mean with your critique either. No, but. You, no, you have to be able to be, and that's what I teach my students is there's a way to have constructive criticism. You need it. If you're looking to get better and you're, if you're one of those guys, like the person you were talking about, he always asks us like, what can I do better? And we tell him we're not, you're mean about it sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I've told I'm him. Not. Okay, understand. I've told him for twenty five years. Okay. <laughs> I understand, but and it's like if I see him paint fingernails on a human figure white one more time. Okay, <laughs> well, all right. Like, like after this year's Wonderfest on Sunday night, you know, again, I built for myself, and I was happy. I got the two uh, certificates of merit. I was excited. I really was because, like I said, they were kits that I built. I like them. They're on my shelf. I'm happy. But I did. I, I said, hey, Jay. Come take a look. Just what do you think? I said, why did these get them and these didn't? And he gave me some advice. And honestly, since in six months, just doing what he's told me, I've seen my stuff like. And that's what I mean. Like someone you were willing to accept like, hey, man, what can I do to make this better? And I was able to pinpoint, like you said, just you need that bottom end of stuff. And people need to be willing to hear that. And I think there's there's a block that people have that like. I'm great. No one can tell me different. And then they just keep painting the same way for the next 25 years. And they get frustrated when things don't get better. And it, it's just a matter of you. People have to switch their brain into a, I'm really, I'm willing to, people don't want to be told bad things about themselves. It goes to everything. Like you don't want to hear criticism. Like, Hey dude, you're a dick most of the time, or you need to do this better. You're not doing your job. Like it's hard because people, you know, especially when it's modeling, because it's something you find fun. And when someone says, Hey man, your fun sucks and it should be better. That's not the right way to tell somebody. Cause it can ruin. I would argue, everything, you know, I would argue that the trophy chasers are not doing it for fun. No. And I agree. There's a, there's that side of it too, where it's so, like, but you're constantly bringing a trophy like it's with me personally once i got that gold i'm like i'm done i don't need to do this anymore it was frustrating to me but then you still have like i need a trophy the constant what is it gratification acknowledgement hey, famous I, I don't have room on my shelf for all the models i got i certainly don't <laughs> need trophies to go with them okay but, but yeah and a- then like yeah are you doing it for fun there too i to me i don't know i well maybe Maybe that's fun to some people. I like arguing with people. That's fun to me. 
<laughs> and people hate that. It's a yeah. good, I think, and people down below in the comments below, leave us your thoughts too. It's, I, it, it's such a weird hobby to well and and like you know i have pet peeves like raised emblems on superhero kits um flesh colored frankenstein kits all right <laughs> and, and there's people that would make the argument he would be a dead flesh color and they're i can't argue that they're wrong but i always like to see the green and the yellow in there it just to me makes <laughs> it pop but see there's no definitive answer on that okay and that if you wanted to paint it like the makeup you'd be painting it like a blue green because that was the actual color of the makeup well like a herman monster yes color. but that goes yes. back to the original thing are you trying to paint it to look like the movie or are you trying to paint it to right. look like something else like um well yeah. it's what what's the say- safest bet there paint it in, in gray tone black and white and gray tones there's your safest bet as far as you want to be accurate but it's i think that's a lot harder than doing any of the other things i think gray tones and black and white is is just finding those mid-level tones and colors is it's impossible for i think i'm a green green frankenstein monsters person like i like that green just because that's what you think of that green you know it's 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 funny because i was just scrolling through some i don't even know what it was i was just going through some kits and this one guy had a rant about how he's sick and tired of seeing green Frankensteins because the only reason they did it in green was because it was, uh, it would look like dead flesh on the white, black and white. And it's, it's, no one should ever do it that way, blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of like, like both are right. You right. know, both are right. And it's there. No one's going to win that. It's a hundred year old movie. <laughs> who cares? Well, like no. Godzilla, Godzilla's gray. Godzilla's gray. Godzilla's gray. Okay. Yeah. Yet if you watch some of the Godzilla movies, like uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, not necessarily does he look totally gray. It's like almost a black green. It, yeah, it's yeah, a weird okay. color. God's, I don't think in this Godzilla is a really hard color to get right. Oh, yeah. And then this it one here that I did really do, hard oh, my color model to get right. Hold on. This one that Here's I do the... keep pulling down. I got my Godzilla right here. Look at it. He's okay. like a gray blue. Yeah. And okay. it has a yellow reflection. This is on. not green. This is not gray. Right. Okay, and I got this color off of, by the way, the reason this didn't win anything, okay, and no, it's going to go back to what we talked about, because I did ask someone, I didn't seam the fins. Okay, so So now I look at this and go, when it's on the shelf, who knows that? Yeah, right, you like it, you look at that. All right, because a lot of the other seaming I did, where the legs meet, where the arms meet, um, on this particular kit, I painted the mouth and then glued the mouth on and seamed it and then painted it because otherwise you'd never get in there and right. paint that, you know? Right. And so, and so wait, you know, just for, so you got nothing for that. Nothing. That's how you, hardcore Wonderfest used to be. <laughs> Jesus. It's not like that now. Cause my shit got a, <laughs> it's nowhere near that. <laughs> so what what so, what uh, colors where did you get your paint scheme for your Godzilla Scott? Do you know where I got my paint scheme? Do you, do you remember the um fuck who made the kit now? It's a Japanese company. Maybe it was Bondi, but I don't know. 
And it was a 54 Godzilla where he was holding a plane and there were burnt up buildings in the background. It's a styrene kit. I still have mine. Yeah. Okay. And on the side of the box, there are any instructions. They showed the build kit and it had this color. I go, that's a cool color for Godzilla. So when I did this, um, that's what I was going for. Do you remember what the color was? I mixed this, believe it or not. Okay. So I started with the dark, it's the darkest green. Um, fuck. Well, there's a, yeah. But, but anyway, that, that was my base coat. I just kept lightening it to dry brush it. And then as I got to the fins, I went lighter and lighter. And it, it's hard to tell in this light, but okay. the fins are lighter. You know, because to and, us, uh, to me, that looks gray on our screen, but I can see the green when you like move it away. But you know, and I think I threw some gray in there, but yeah. but there is a little green in there, you know, and it depends like uh, what Godzilla you're painting. Godzilla 2000 is green, a lot of now, the other ones are not. Again, this is the 54 Godzilla, yeah, that's okay. black and white, black and white movie, black and white, right? Okay, so really, it shouldn't have any color, right? <laughs> or, or blacks and grays or whatever, you know. I also did on this, I don't know if the camera's going to pick it up or not. Okay, but a lot of people, I did the white dot in the eye. Hold on, let me, uh, there. I was trying to switch it to the camera where it's just you, but since three of us, it won't work. Anyway, I did the old trick, the old paint the white dot in the eye, which a lot of people still do, but a lot of people frown on that. Yeah. But it depends um, on what That looks all right. You know what? I'm happy with it. Could I do better now? I think I could do better now. But you know what? When people come in and see this on the shelf, okay, and they go, oh, you painted that? That's awesome. Okay. Hey, that's cool. You know, they don't look at it and go, what eight-year-old painted that? <laughs> that's a good topic, though. I, it's, well, and it also it's, goes it's in. Hard for, so, it's, I think it's hard for a lot of people to make that choice. But, yeah, so it goes into buying kits as well. Okay, so what goes into buying kits? I, You know, I have 70 plus Frankenstein kits in my collection. Okay, now we talked prior to coming on. You know, well, once you have what you feel is the best one, why do you need other ones? And that's a great question. Okay. Now, King Kong is my favorite character. I don't have 70 King Kong kits because there's not 70 good King Kong kits out there. Do you just buy King Kong stuff to buy King Kong stuff? No, I don't. And there are people that do do that. Well, so that's I buy Godzilla stuff to buy Godzilla stuff. Like yes, um, there are people that do that. Now the Frankenstein stuff I buy for the most part, and and this this happens, and I I do sell off some stuff. Is you know I'll look at this kit and say, man, this is a really cool kit. I gotta have it. And then the next great one comes out. So it's like, that's better than the last one. So I buy that too. Now, sometimes I'll sell the other ones and say, well, I have this now. For example, um, Jaeger did a Son of Frankenstein for John Deary that um, Alternative Images owns now. Okay, they bought it from him. And John Tucky had done a Son of Frankenstein as well. And so I looked at the two of those when I got the second one. I said, I like the newer one better. So I sold the other one. Okay. Now, I also have the Forbidden Zone, the three-piece kit from Forbidden Zone. And I have one that Rotundi did years ago that I just liked those. 
Honestly, they're not as good likenesses as the Jaegers, but I like the kits. I, I like, so, you know, but you got to look at the poses and what's going on there and, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a tough call on, on that as well. Now, when you see an original, like Tony McVeigh did his original take on the monsters. Okay. And I have no interest in that. Although sometimes I see something that makes me go, oh, that's really cool. And I will buy it. But... I like a lot of the original designs for the monsters. But when I see someone else do mm -hmm. Frankenstein's monster differently, I, I like seeing that. Just because it's based on your own interpretation of the source. And so you're talking about the sculpting, though, right? Yeah, I'm talking yes. about sculpting. Yeah, like, and, I like seeing the originals. In those cases, yes. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So, say you get an original sculpt, a different looking sculpt. Does it matter what you how you paint it then? No, to me, no. That, and that goes like if you're trying to match the movie, then try to match the movie. If you're going original, you can do whatever you want. And I still, yeah, and like, even on nice those thing. originals, like or even on the like one from the movie, you can still. It depends on what you want to do. But where's where? Hold on, let me. And that being said, we'll keep talking while you're gone. You go. That being said, when you take. To me, you take something like superhero kits, okay? You can't do like Matt did with that creature, okay? You you can't just change the color of Superman's costume or something like that, but it, because the, that wouldn't it, work. But it does. That's not true though either, because it does change in the comics. It's light blue. It's dark blue. It's black. It's white. It, you know what I'm saying? Yes, and if you're building that version of it, yes, okay. If you just are you if you're taking like. A George Reeves Superman kit. You should paint it the traditional light blue, yellow, red. You know why? That's not the real color of the outfit, though. The real color was like a brownish marooning. And gray. you could get away with that too, absolutely. Okay, or you could paint it in black and white. But if you were to paint it green, I'd go, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Okay, that that's <laughs> that's where I would draw the line. Like superheroes, it's like eh. I you see know. it, and I in a way. I think if somebody does their best, it doesn't matter. It, for me, so if some if I were to go into Wonderfest and there was a pink Frankenstein's monster and that person was happy as hell with what they did, I'd be like, awesome for them. Is it something I personally would buy? No. But here's the problem. No matter how well that's done, it could be a fantastic paint job. That thing will never win any any awards. And I... I I really don't think it would. Well, George, when we had George on from the contest, he said the he said when he runs Wonderfest, he's kind of said alluded to that is that as long as something's painted flawlessly, he would like like your example, it could still win a gold is what he said. Like he wasn't thinking like if you wanted to go original with it and paint your own colors, but you did an amazing job, he said it could still win a gold there at Wonderfest. So that mm -hmm. kind of goes that might open it up for people to uh try some new stuff this is the frankenstein's monster i was talking about that i've that i've printed that i really like yeah, it's cool. an original take on it and it's just like a really emaciated corpse looking thing that's been brought back to life and i like when people do that sort of thing yeah um yeah one of the other things that kind of goes along these lines and this is more in the miniature stuff but it kind of it works for this too is i kind of like to play out in my head what the character would do because the, 
you have these evil, horrible chaos guys, right? That are your chaos warriors that are blood for the blood god, rotting court Nurgle guys. And they carry like war banners around with the army, right? With their symbols of their army on there. And you'll see guys that take and take those banners and paint them like Renaissance painting of like scenes and things. And it's amazing. But there's no way in hell some chaos warrior of the wastelands is going to sit there and paint a Renaissance painting on a banner that they're going to war with. Like, who's the artisan of the chaos guys? That sits there and goes, I'm going to paint a banner so that we can take it to war. And it's the same with the orcs. The space orcs love check marks, like checkerboard pattern. It's like one of their color schemes is they make square, like check marks on everything. And the orcs are so like, they just, they're like, they run a junkyard and they just slap things together. And however it works, they work it. And like, you just cut like my way. My studio works is if something gets bolted on here, it looks like shit, but it works. There's no way. And then you have these guys like, that like the paint rack you bash yeah. your head on all yes, the time. Everything like it's so slapped. They're like the slapdash junkyard. They don't know how anything works. Everything looks like just trash. But it's a it's a truck with like plates bolted all over it. And but then you'll see guys paint their check marks perfect. And I'm like, there's no way an orc is gonna sit there with a ruler, line out every square so that every square is one inch by one inch, and then they paint perfect squares. There's no way to that character that that would fly. There's no way an orc is going to sit there and paint perfect squares. It should be off or it should be kind of like, it looked like they did it with a big flat brush. And so when I think about painting a character, it's like, how's that person or how's that monster? What would it look like in their environment? I don't like that. If I, if my Beastmen army has a Renaissance painting on a banner, no goat men are going to sit there and paint that. They're just going to throw some blood on there with like their symbol and go like, and that's how I, I like to think about things. Based so so in the, the orcs, world. the orcs don't paint checkerboard, but the dorks do. <laughs> yes, they do. They paint it perfectly. <laughs> but that works. I think that's a good conversation to have. Everybody, leave your comments below. It's there's a lot to that, and I'd love to hear other people's opinions. Um, we ready for emails? Well, before we do, I got one thing I, sure. I forgot. If I could, I wanted to. Uh, Thank Paul Gill. He uh, sent me the Alex Ross Kingdom Come Superman oh. thing. That thing, that thing is awesome, man. Man, it's got my physique. So yeah, this is he. He had he was cleaning out his uh, house, and he's like, "I want someone who appreciates it." And he he put it in a kit that I ordered. And it's my favorite Superman. I always said if I get a tattoo Kingdom of Come? Superman, Alex Ross style, that's the you get a whole big symbol. Alex Ross back piece. You should- I don't know if they make enough ink for that. <laughs> Beat you to it, Scott. <laughs> Got him. All yeah, right, emails, voicemails, been... and corrections. Do we have any corrections, Brian, from last episode? I think so. I was I was dead on last time. The first time I wasn't. This time, last time I was rock solid. I was right about everything as well. Scott, yeah. did you notice anything when you watched? No, no, <laughs> no I, I didn't notice a thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, we have a voicemail from CG Blade. Brian, you want to hit play? I am pulling her up. Oh, I can't wait to listen to him drone on for an hour. This is, I, I heard he made a special call. Hey, Steve, uh, how you doing? It's a CG. 
everybody. Um, you guys were discussing these boxes, and Jackie and I were just discussing this like two days ago, which is really odd. So, um, anyways, what I'm doing is I'm saving every box from all the kits that I've been doing over the past couple of years. And what we're going to do is um, we are going to take uh, professional pictures of those. Hopefully, I can do it uh, myself in a uh, in a photo cube that I've got. Um, from exactly uh, from uh, the top, uh, looking down at the top of the cover of the box and take that and then print it out in a colored piece and then print it on a colored paper, colored piece. And we know a lady who does quilt and she does t-shirts and she does other stuff. We were thinking about having a quilt made of all these pictures of these uh, these box tops. So maybe that's an idea um, if you know anybody that can sew or you know anybody does quilts or anything like that or does uh does the needlepoint knitting or whatever i don't know anyways you know there's different ways to do it and um you know uh maybe that's one idea make a nice uh warm quilt uh for those chicago and cleveland nights i'll talk to you later have a good one bye not a bad idea sounds like a lot of work though <laughs> Get that you know we should do a model club tv quilt yeah. So, Scott, if you were to have all the boxes of the kits that you've made, it'd just be like a white T-shirt, right? <laughs> it'd be like a fucking tarp for an infield, okay? But there'd be nothing on it. Like oh, I, I thought you meant boxes. No, yeah, well, still the boxes, too. Most of them don't have anything on it. What was the box discussion? Because I, I'm the first to admit I, I haven't totally watched the previous what, two episodes. Uh, of course. What, what do you do with episodes. your empty boxes? You keep them, throw them away. Once you've built a kit, what do you do with the box? I would say, well, how would I know? <laughs> you just answered the question. So my plan is, and this is my plan, and like Brian does styrene kits, the Aurora boxes, I always wanted to display behind the models. Okay, just because of the nostalgia of the, the, the box art was half of the Aurora attraction in the day. You know, so on, on things like that, yes. On other things, in the garbage, get rid of it. It's it's first of all, you can never put the model back in there because it's never going to fit. Yeah. So why save it? Okay. Um. Once in a while, there's been some boxes I've saved that I've gotten that I was able to like either help guys out with something. Um. Like I had a Billiken mummy box that I traded somebody you know needed billiken boxes are cool that's one of the ones i godzilla ones i saved i like the artwork on the the billiken you know but it's you know like and a lot of people like john tucky when he sent kits he would just put the box art in the kit because when he sent them now when he'd sell them at a show he'd have them glued on the box and uh i got a great story about that but otherwise he'd just put it in and yeah it's a nice photo of the kit but once it's built it on the shelf, I don't see any reason to save that. What's the John now, Tucky box art story? So, well, so the John Tucky box art story is the one year um, the caster, Mike Evans, was a little late. I have that kit. Um, of course you do. <laughs> yeah, I've had that kit three different times. Like, I sell it, and then I say, I shouldn't have sold that one. That's so cool. I, like, that's, like, so, I'm just going to put that out today. That's 64, right? Yeah. So John had all his boxes made and art on them well some of the pieces came late so he had a mail to me because 
John had to send stuff like two weeks before to get it to Wonderfest on time. So these pieces that came late, he knew I was driving. So he had them sent to me and then I drove them up there and we were going to put them in the kits when we got there. So he has our good friend, Robert Trock helping too. And, uh, so he's like, okay, well these need to go in these boxes. Right. And we look over and there's Robert not cutting the bottom of the box and opening it back up and, and putting the piece in right down the middle of the box. <laughs> That's the <laughs> And I'm looking at him going, oh, my God, Tucky's going to have a conniption. And sure enough, Tucky looked at him, what are you doing? <laughs> so, so, um, I said I don't keep mine at all. Um, very rarely. I have the glow-in-the-dark King Kong box. It was the repop that came out. Uh-huh. And I have the glow-in-the-dark Kong box. But the one thing I do have, and again, we talked about this last time but the uh iconic scenes the stuff that uh troy does he has those cool they're almost like hot glued on to the top of the box i take those off and they're almost like little mini posters are pretty cool mm-hmm. that's it that's all i have i i get rid of everything well like the extras that uh mike throws in yeah. mike calvert throws in you know i'll save the extras and stuff but do i need the box art particularly no you know it, it's it would be one more thing. Now, on pre-painted statues, you have to save the box art. Because if you ever go to sell it... Yes, statues are you know, a different story. <laughs> you you want the box, but yeah, for model kids, I, I, as a general rule, I would say no. Like I said, unless it's... Like I said, the Aurora stuff, I would like to have the glow box art and the original box art you know, behind it, just because. Of the nostalgia of it, and yeah. makes a nice display, and the box art in those beautiful, beautiful so, stuff. So, what do you think of the, the the? There's that guy at Wonderfest every year. He sells the repopped boxes and the fake boxes and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. What do you think of that kind of stuff? I mean, I, I think that stuff's awesome. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's if you can't get an original box, I mean, you can buy the box like for years until recently. When Polar Lights reissued the Godzilla's go-kart, they didn't have the Godzilla license, so it was just the go-kart. Right. And I have a Godzilla's go-kart box from him. Got the Aurora logo on it. You know, so it's a it's a box repop. But, and the reason I bought that is to put behind the model. Okay, now the other five Polar Lights monster rods were all named what they were supposed to be named. So I wasn't worried about it. But that particular one, now same with the Hunchback, the original Hunchback had two different versions. One had the Anthony Quinn head, one didn't. So I would like, I'll probably buy from him hunchback boxes to go behind because my hunchback kit is a bell ringer kit. It says bell ringer. So I'll probably buy those two boxes from him at some point too. What about the kit that don't exist though? You know, the imaginary, like. Um, I, well, I, if I, you're into that, I don't have a problem with it. Um, But. It just seems weird. Like here we are throwing boxes away, and this guy's making money <laughs> selling well, empty boxes. No. And again, it, it goes back to the allure of why are they? They're what if Aurora kits. So right. it's yeah, a lot of it you look at and go, oh yeah, that's cool. I think it, it comes down like if you're a fan of that character, you might buy that box. Yes, or something you know, yeah, one of those things. Well, like the Superman kit, the original Superman had two box arts. One was a 
like painting. And then one was like a uh, out of the comic book. And I remember the first time I saw the comic book kit somewhere, I was like, what the hell is that? I didn't even know it existed. I wouldn't buy two Superman models just to have both boxes or anything. Oh, okay. You know, I would, but I would buy the repop to have it next to it just because, you know. But yeah, I you know, I don't know. As far as the uh, imaginary stuff, it's not my thing. But yeah, some guys, some Aurora guys and stuff might like it and say, oh, this is a nice add on to this. Yeah, and like you said, if you like a character, I guess that would be cool if it was never made into a model, just mm-hmm. to have that box. So well, like I bought, um, I think Bill Sicola, I bought a um, Metalute Mutant um, Monsters and Movies repop that now Atlantis has, but before Atlantis had it, he had a bunch of them made, and he would send that with like in a long box Aurora, what oh, if box, okay. And I still have it, but if someone said to me, I want one, I'd say, here you go. Okay, and I have no interest in that box. Now, if he would have done that box in the style of the Monsters of the Movies kits, I would have said, yes, cool, I would keep that, because it would go with the other ones. But eh, it's... For the most part, I would say I'm 95% a no. Saving boxes. We have an email. We have one email. We got uh, an email. We okay. have an email. Uh, it's from Raymond Legrand again. Uh, hi, Jason, and question mark. So it's to both of you, Jason. I am resending this email from my new provider. Uh, he's having a problem with AOL email, Scott. Maybe you should help him out. The gallery at the end of the show seems to be getting better and better. So I humbly submit with my latest build, a Zanti from the '60s television show, The Outer Limits, episode entitled "The Zanti Misfits." The Zanties were creepy in the show, so I hope to make the build creepy as well. In my last email, I asked if you heard anything about Phil's condition, and you and Jason replied that you hadn't. Uh, I know Phil was a big Outer is a big Outer Limits fan and a builder of the Outer Limits kits. So, kind of as a tribute to Phil, I've submitted my latest build, which happens to be an Outer Limits kit. Also, also if you get any updates, updates, please let us know. Uh, he animated the eyes of the Zanti with pulsating LEDs and he sent me a link to a YouTube video. So I'm going to put that down in the description, uh, down below, and then you can find the rest of these Zanti picks in the gallery here at the end. Thanks and keep up the good work. Raymond LeGrant. Uh, do we have an update on Phil Scott? We have an update on Phil. Um, I'm going to give as much as I'm allowed to give. Okay. I, I actually talked to Phil. So, um, he made it through the operation. So there's that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, little complication, but he's okay. Um, I, I, you know, I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag enough to, to tell people that um, the last I heard he is opted to do some, he's got to do some chemotherapy and some radiation. And let's hope that that um, does well for him. Yeah. And let's leave it at that. Um, I did talk to him. He wants to come on. He wants to make a video and explain everything himself. So we have to respect that and give him that. So, yeah, if I'm a little vague, I know more than I'm saying. Yes, I do. But again, it's a privacy issue. And I hope I haven't given too much away. Um, obviously, if he's having chemo and radiation, yes, there was some cancer found. and. Um, Again, 
if you pray, keep filling your prayers. If you send good vibes, whatever, all yeah, that. Definitely. You know, so um, hang in there, he, Phil. He's recovering. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's talked to a few of us. And, uh, you know, it, it's when I talked to him, it was pretty shortly after. And, um, you know, it, it's hard because you feel bad for the, I mean, you know, a surgery like that. I mean, it's it's a trauma to the head. It's head trauma. Yeah. So, you know, it takes a while to recover from that. I know he's resting a lot and sleeping a lot and recovering. So, um, but and I, I, would, I would out, just add, he's been out walking with with his wife and walking the dog and stuff. So, you know, I would just add, please uh, leave Phil alone, maybe for a little bit after you read this. Or yeah, that it, too. Let's it, not. If you really have questions. Yeah. Um. You know. You you can email me. You can email Jason at Model Club. He'll forward them to me. Yeah, let's let Phil and, uh, uh, recover and not have don't to worry send about him a hundred messages. Right. Please, um, I don't even. Okay, I I get all my information um, through a gentleman that talks to his wife almost daily, and yeah. so I talk to that gentleman about once a week and see how he's doing and stuff. So, so we'll keep but, you posted here, and uh, you know, hang in there, Phil. We're pulling for you, yeah. and yeah. tough fight, tough fight. Uh, we have one last email from from Ken Kolinsky again. Kenneth Kolinsky. Uh, this is what he thought of when he saw the last episode, Violent Night. Brian, you do to get a little David Harbour vibe there. Do you get that a lot? You get it a lot. I really do. You do? Uh, I would guess. You're very, that's a very good likeness. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because uh, my daughter on our uh, Netflix accounts, you know, you can create your own, uh-huh. my, my avatar, him from Stranger Things. So. <laughs> Hopper. I so, totally yeah. see it. That is a, that's pretty good. It's called, but to me that, uh, I used to get when I didn't have the, the beard, I got, uh, uh, what's his name? He was, he's, <laughs> he's in the whale right now. He was the caveman and, uh, um, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I got Brendan Fraser too, but I think I'm much more like David Harbour. Yeah. I think you're now, very, now he's getting yeah. the whale. <laughs> <laughs> you're very David. Yeah, Harbour. I didn't want you're to say because you're I didn't walk into that or anything. Uh, Set hey, him up. You saw me hesitated. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything, but I, I had. To. Scott, do you get any uh, people telling you to look like somebody famous ever? No. Neil DeConte. <laughs> you do look like me. That is true. <laughs> I I get a I when I had no beard, it was Pitbull nonstop, and <laughs> I get. I looked exactly the creepiest thing to me as a kid is I looked like River Phoenix in Stand By Me, like as a kid. And oh. when I saw him on screen, I'm like, that dude looks like me. <laughs> it was so weird. And then he died. So I didn't get that yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, I get yeah. a lot. Oh, Fred Durst. I used to get that too. God. Yeah. Uh, well, that, I wouldn't like that one. No. All right. That's the show, guys. Any parting thoughts? Yeah, thank Glad God the talent is back. The talent's Glad back. back. Uh, we, I didn't make the announcement. We're going to do a little spinoff show uh, with the workbench with Brian and I. So we'll see how that goes. We'll probably do a test one of those at some point. But keep Wait, looking turn, for that. Turn your head to the left. Me? Yeah, other left. What in the fuck is on your face? What are you talking about? Other what side. What is on my face? There you go. Was there something? Oh, oh there's yeah, a piece there's of paper. Like a little... There's a piece of sticker. It's probably been there the whole time. 
Can't edit that out. Nope. All right. I had paper on my face. Good job, Jason. All right. We'll see everybody next week or in two weeks. Maybe next week, some of us. All right. Thanks for coming, guys. We love everybody. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. I said goodbye. I didn't say goodbye. Real quick, before I forget, the voicemail. 708-816-4299 and the email modelclubtv at gmail.com and please, seriously, send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Yeah, be sure to call and let everyone know how glad you are that I'm back and uh, that these two boring slugs are... Imagine the bandwidth that's being sucked up now with your giant head. (laughs) Fucking A. (laughs) 